G'day all and welcome to Barbecue Sessions with Paulie and Squib, week 15, uh, brought to you by DBAC Productions. Let's get started on the show. G'day fan sports. G'day sports fans. Pew, pew, pew. Okay, so uh, look, this week, uh, a little bit unprepared slash really prepared, however you want to take it. Uh, We're going to have Squib's piece, uh, less legs report. He's back. That's right. Graham is back. Uh, then we'll have a little bit of an NRL wrap. Dominado Cup. Uh, go away, bitch. And then go we'll close away, the show bitch. out. So, uh, might as well start as usual. Uh, hey, Ben Squib. I've been good, brother. Been very good. Um, look, you're probably going to hear a bit of breathing going on here. Some clatter of a couple of uh, coat hangers because I'm currently packing for a Bucks weekend. So I'm like, going to hear a couple of, a clatter of some coat hangers. I'm like, what, you're just going to line the boys up and swing an arm to all of them? <laughs> Knock them all out, mate. They've been uh, working their way toward it this week, that's for sure. But uh, <laughs> no, no, no. no. Best. Yeah, absolutely, mate. No, the kids are safe. Um, you can rest assured. <laughs> um, but no, we, yeah, as I said, got a solid Bucks party coming up. No, oh, this is probably incriminating. I won't say it. How about the radio cheering the Coke drought? Like, who does that? How on Australian is that? And rest assured, it is. It is real. Um, but yeah, no. Nah, look, in all honesty, got quite a few beers. But look, at the risk of sounding like a pussy, I'm actually worried about. It. I am worried that because I haven't done something like this in a long time, I'm going to go at it as if I'm 19. Come <laughs> Monday, I'm going to be reminded very, very like, strongly that I'm a 38-year-old fat bloke. And so, the next uh, morning, you're going to, I immediately regret my night. Well, see, the good thing is uh, we're picked up by the bus tomorrow, get out to the yep. house, and then uh, we get back Sunday. So whatever damage I do to myself from Friday, you just get back on it. Here are the dog. All right. Yeah. Um, but I can tell you now, at some point on Sunday, I'm going to come home to kids. So I'm going to have to be all right. Uh, and that is going to be very painful. But I have thought ahead. I have made sure that I've got Monday off. Um, so I'll drop the kids at school and then do whatever I've got to do uh, to recover. But... Mate, yeah, that's about it. That's what's going on. How about yourself? How's things going? Yeah, going pretty good. Back into uh, back into the term, uh, term three at work. It's uh, lovely. You know, it's a hard hard life, you know, coming off two weeks two weeks leave and then getting back into the swing of things again. That's right. Complaining about having holidays, boys. Um, oh, you know what? You should go and strike about it. I just might. Hey. I, I heard on the radio, uh, yeah, I heard on the radio today about uh, childcare workers apparently are going to go on strike. It's like those bastards. Yeah, of course you were thinking that, mate. Hey? They're not it's thinking about how this impacts me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. Well, I'm glad you had your two weeks off. Were they productive or just the two? Ah, uh, no, no, no. Just. Well, look, I had all these grand plans to do shit and then I uh, got to two days before I had to go back and I was like, oh, fuck, I forgot to do all those things. 
Oh, it's probably too late to start now. Yeah, no, fair girl. It's like when the missus goes away and leaves you a list. You're like, <laughs> oh, I've got three days to do this, so I'll just take my time and do a little bit along the way. And now yeah. before she's about to walk in the door, you're like, fuck, I haven't done any of that list. And you spend that hour just running around the house, <laughs> sorting your shit out, and then trying to think of excuses for the ones you couldn't get to. All right, look, incrimination time. <laughs> when it when it comes to, you know, things that you were meant to do and you just, like, completely forgot about it or just didn't do it. Yep. Clothes, clothes on the line. Yep. Have you ever, you know, like, been asked, yeah, can you take, don't forget to bring the clothes in and then just hit them with a the hose and be like, I was going to, but we had a shower, so I left them out there? <laughs> no, you know what I've done. You know oh, when so you're left I, with a, only you there, you know oh. the load of washing that you've got to try and get through? Yep. And, and so you're like, oh, yeah, and you put it in the first night, go to bed, wake up in the morning, oh, shit. Get home from work the next day, all right? Do a recycle because you've left it in the washing machine all day. Go to bed, yep. get up in the morning. She's coming home tonight. <laughs> Fuck. Do a recycle <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> Get home, quickly hang that up, throw another one in. She's walking in as the second load's going, and you're like, babe, should have seen how much work I've done. And it's all because <laughs> you went to bed the two nights before. So, yes, similar to what you're saying, where you completely forget, and then or you try to be good, and it's like, uh-oh. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> no, I haven't haven't turned the hose on the washing line. Just... I think my own OCD would kick in with that, and I'd just be like, what the fuck am I doing? Well, <laughs> well, look. Now I'm, I'm going to have to I'll, wash them again. I'll, I'll, I've done it a couple times, right? But when I was a oh, teenager, you know, mum asked me to do it. And yeah, then, uh, yeah. But this was the kicker of the thing. We didn't actually have a hose in the backyard. <laughs> so I went to attach the hose from the front. Front yard to do it. <laughs> and then I bet you left the hose the in the backyard. No, 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 no. And then carried it back. But, yeah, I did all that instead of just bringing the clothes in offline. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what that's the, the best, mate. That and, is yeah, great. afterwards, you're like, surely it would have been easier to just take the clothes in off the fucking line. <laughs> Hindsight, mate. It's always twenty twenty vision. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. You know what? The best thing about this particular chat is every boy in their car right now is listening to this going, good, it's not just me. Yep. You know what I mean? We all have the same battle, lads. <laughs> it's funny, because you give them a day off, and they, they love it, lie on the couch and watch their real housewives, and, oh, I'm so sorry I was lazy, babe. It's just, you know. You know, like, yeah, no, no, no problem, babe. No problem. You have a day off, and you've got a list going, fuck. Yep, no yep. schedule for even ten minutes of sitting on the couch here. Awesome. Yep. Or I, I do, I do like the. Oh, no, no, you just have a day to yourself. <sighs> like, mm, I feel this is a trap. And then you have your day to yourself, and then the next day she's huffing and puffing while she's doing all these jobs. Going, you could have done this <laughs> on your day off. Hold on, babe. You gave me the day to myself. Well, you could have at least done one load of washing. Oh, <laughs> shit. Well, you know what? The PlayStation wasn't going to play itself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Mate, brilliant.
Uh, well, mate, that's uh, oh, I like that. that. Was good. We should we should probably just come up with a list of dumb shit we've done to try and get away <laughs> away with something, and then um, just see if any of the boys can match it. Mate, I'll tell you what, Lee is away in Canberra, and not next week, the week after. So uh, hold my beer. I'm sure I'm going to find something, okay? Uh, so, yeah, let's hold it off for that particular podcast. It'll be like, dumb shit I've done. Did a podcast with Paulie instead of vacuuming the house. Because <laughs> uh, that'll go down a treat, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, maybe maybe just like, you know, I uh, couldn't, there's no power. Yeah. Relied on, relied yeah, just on go the, pull uh, the fuse battery. out and. Toss it across the road. Like, oh, you wouldn't believe it, babe. We haven't had power for the last three days. Well, how'd you call me last night on the internet? Oh, well, it just came up for that 10 minutes. You wouldn't hot believe spot, it. Hotspot, mate. Hotspot off the phone. Yeah. The flooding. Like, oh, it's, it's just blown all the internet out. The flooding was three months ago. Yeah, but it's still around. <laughs> Haven't you heard of stale water? <laughs> took, took its time to work its way into the trenches, you know. <laughs> that's it mate but yeah no you know what there's always there's always funny shit we can share with each other and rest assured boys you are never alone uh whatever you're feeling guaranteed there's at least three other lads in this particular group who are feeling exactly the same all right so if you ever need to talk pick up a phone okay <laughs> we could share battle wounds uh yeah, cool you know Absolutely, oh. mate. Oh, well, mate, that's uh, that was that was a good chat, and uh, yeah, good little intro. We we both, oh well, we've got two essential pieces to get through here, but uh, nothing can get in the way of a uh, a good squibs piece. Squibs nah, piece, you, you, squibs absolutely piece. right, mate. And I feel like Excellent. these two quintessential pieces that we've got today uh, are going to relate to the same thing. Because, boys, we are New South Welshmen, and for the next 12 months, we've got to lick our wounds. Or as Joey okay, Johnson we're said, back. put up with that bullshit from north of the border. Well, funny you said yeah. that, actually, Paulie, because that is a perfect segue into exactly what the first line of Squibs piece is today. And no, we are in a drought, boys, so it's not that kind of line, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Now we have to listen to all the bullshit from you uh, in the next 12 months. It drives you mad. Spoken from our immortal and not a truer word said. Thank you, Joey. Can I? But honestly, it's about time we see that kind of emotion from our past legends. This comment cements just how much that blue jersey means to our immortal. It was raw and it was honest. And it was pretty much spoke for every New South Wales fan on Origin Night. And fuck me, hasn't the bullshit started thick and thin? From Australian sides filled with those family-rooting two-headed fucks who were properly belted in Game 2, comments from the flogs above the border claiming no New South play Wales player should play for Australia because they don't get origin. But what is worse is the noise coming from some young generational New, New South Wales fans. Calls for Fittler to be punted as coach. Claims that because Paul McGregor was part of the coaching staff is the reason we lost. Legit cunts need to settle down. That Paul McGregor is not just a shitty St George coach, 
No. <laughs> that Paul Mary McGregor is a fucking New South Wales legend who stood across the field from the likes of Steve Renoff and Mark Coyne and beat them. Let's not turn our own legends, or turn on our own legends because we made a few mistakes and gave Queensland back the shield. Freddie should be dropped. Please. He made two major se- select, uh, major selections boo-boos. In Adokar and Whiten not playing the decider. Otherwise, he has done an outstanding job bringing together our boys and really instilling the origin pride in the squad. However, let's discuss why. The same flogs above were probably the ones claiming the decider was going to be easy without Munster. MG stated that it was a good old-fashioned ambush that got us. Why? Why the fuck were we ambushed? Surely no one thought the wounded, wounded cane toads were, uh, who were embarrassed in Perth and missing their number one player were just going to lie down and cop it, did they? Honestly, hearing the news of Munster, I thought, fuck, you watch Hunt grow, a, uh, grow an extra leg here and direct them around the park. And sure as shit, that's what happened. I was nervous before the game because there was a feel New South Wales had won it before kickoff. A terrible feeling to have when your opposition is Queensland. Queensland had built a legend around backs against the ropes play and overcoming it. Queensland epitomises a boxing a boxer being two shots to the nose away from losing and somehow finding that knockout punch that surprises the crowd. I am now old enough to acknowledge, begrudgingly, that Queensland is the team you don't want to play when the chips are down. Imagine how it felt when they had an immortal dynasty. The game was lost the moment Tupo lost the ball before halftime and Queensland scored. Again, their backs were on the ropes and even the, even someone as fit as Carrigan was walking between sets completely gassed. Until Tupo. Lord knows what went through his head at the time he played at the ball close to the sideline. Honestly, that play alone filled the petrol tanks to halfway. Enough for them to get a rocket up the clacker and flip the momentum from halftime. From there, our boys just couldn't hold them back and we spent the majority of the second half defending our line. But let's acknowledge the heart we showed whilst defending our line. Herculean effort, that. Poor Matty Burton got towed. <laughs> and although the reason was poor and Gay Guy got some help from Tino, the poor kid got towed. <laughs> but if... If you look at New South Wales and thought, who would I like to fight most with minimal effort required, it would be Burton. No wonder Gay Guy was too happy to throw him. Not a New South Wales player in sight and least likely to get in a fight kind of player was just there to cop him. Typical pussy played by Queensland. What was sad? The forwards didn't deliver it back to Queensland. I'm not going to worry about the Simbinnings because... The only one missed was Tino's original shot and Burton right across the snores. I genuinely don't believe it should have been Simbin for the headlock on Burton. It happens all the time. When your teammate's in a fight, you don't grab your teammate. You grab the opposition player. That It's the unwritten rule. All right? But how about those five minutes, eh? Three players out cold. Kids, we will never see that again in our lifetime, but fuck, it was great to see Origin back to its brutal best. But now we have to listen to their bullshit for another 12 months. And that legit kills me. We only have ourselves to blame. But New South Wales will be back. 
Turbo and Latrell will come back and wreck their defence again for us like last year. White owns his spot in the 14 minimum. And please put our strike weapon, Ado Carr, back on the wing. Until then, sports fans, fuck Queensland, you grubby, dirty dogs. We will be back and we will, we will bring the shield home. That's, that's Squibb's piece. Thank you for taking it. Wow. That's... Thank you for spitting on it first. Like, that really, really helped get it in. Mate, mate, absolutely. Oh, look, I'm not always the best of winners. And when it comes to Origin, I'm especially not a good winner. Um, but hand on heart, you know what? Uh, as well as we played, that Ben Hunt play where he just caught the chip over the top. Oh, uh, as everybody perfect. said... That there is your your swing play. That goes over Hunt's head, and we recollect anything could have happened. Yep. But he plucks it out of the sky. And you know what? And this is... I don't think he gets enough credit for his fucking ground speed. Oh. Because as soon as he got the ball and was away, right? Granted, Yo was the closest player to him, and obviously not the fastest player, but... Nobody else was able to turn and chase him down either. He no. has solid ground speed and gets away very quick. Well, he he was quick to say it too in the post game. He's like, oh, I looked up and saw it was a forward chasing me, so I was like, sweet. Well, oh, it's nice <laughs> to know that you've uh, got that sort of confidence. So, Fuck you, you bastard. They're like, as yeah. as a Dragons fan, it killed me. So I'm like, fucking hell. And then yeah. add on top of it, that's the try that seals my uh, my loss because. Cabbage named Hunters his fucking captain. Oh mate, mate, how terrible! But like I said in the piece, well, and I'm sure we'll him, get to got um... him an attacking forward. The he already <laughs> got the hooker. defensive forward, <laughs> and like, then he adds fucked. a try. Oh mate, uh, uh, no wonder he was lippy through the week. Uh, yeah, but um, look honestly, um, and I'm sure we'll get to Graham's uh the less legs report in a second. But um, like I said in there, uh, there's just, it's probably taken an eight-year flogging, right, as a New South Wales fan. And let's be honest, a lot of the young generation don't remember that entirely, mm. right? Um, but, yeah, it it's to the point where, you know what, like if I've got a like I'm a dirty loser at the best of times, but I'm trying to be a good bloke, all right? And you just have to give credit where credit's due. There is no team in the world who is better with their backs against the ropes oh, than the Queensland Barones. That's right? why they and always as I said, do it. As I, I said, man, the, things are going. The, the commentary around because Munster's out, it's in the bag, really properly scared me. I sent that, fuck, I'm nervous, before the game. So not in the first five minutes where players were just dropping left, right and centre. That was before the game because I genuinely knew something was coming. And look, you know what? I'm sure we can elaborate on this, and I'm sure we will. But uh, what do you reckon? Let's let's hear from our boy Graham uh, before yeah, we keep well, going, uh, and then we can get more Origin talk in once he's done. What do you reckon? Yes, yes, I think so because uh, he's he sent us through something with a bit of Origin flavour as well. I'll, uh, good, good. Patch it in now. All right. Thank you very much. Let's go. Graham Krieger here reporting on the wonderful game that is Rugby League with the Less Legs Report. 
Now, it has been quite some time since my last contribution, largely due to testing the open market, only to find that there is very little interest in a South African rugby league correspondent with a very specific catchphrase. So, for better or for worse, more than likely for nothing at all, I'm back to bless or burden the audience. Choice is yours. Where else should I start but the crown jewel of the NRL? Abdo's baby, the state of origin. Who was I barracking for, I hear you ask? Well, it sure as shit wasn't Queensland. Of course I would support the only team with South in it. That and the fact that I would rather call myself a farabara than support those two-headed fucks. <laughs> but wasn't it hard to sit through that and watch brain explosions from men who had question marks around their selections anyway? Daniel Tupo. I will ignore the fact that you literally threw the ball away to check on your Roosters teammate Lindsay Collins when he was struggling to understand the difference between up and down. Only because it was not ruled a knock on. But fuck me, did you make up for it when you decided to play a little hokey pokey with a bomb less than a minute ago in the first half? You put your left hand in, you pull your left hand out. No, catch the fucking ball! You gave the Stretons a certain opportunity that they didn't deserve. And they were quicker to take it than Oscar Pistorius's shoot first and ask questions later policy. <laughs> Talakai and Stephen Crichton, you learn this at an early age. When you're less than 20 meters from your line and the defense is trying to jam you, hold the fucking ball. <laughs> Jack Whiten and Josh Adokar must have been watching on in disbelief. Those three kept them out of the team. Jack Whiten, hands down, best player in game one doesn't get a look in after Talakai and Crichton supposedly impressed and did enough to keep him out. Yeah, good call on that one. Then there are those fuckwits in Marone. If Kalen Ponga is not the most hated man in Newcastle right now, every Nova Castian needs to give themselves a football-sized enema and fuck off north of the border. In fact, fuck, the whole town yes. should proceed from the state of New South Wales if its residents aren't calling for Ponga's blood. That prick doesn't does his best impersonation of a park footballer when he wears a Knights jersey, but finally looks like a million-dollar player when playing for Queensland. All game, I was hoping for a Knights version of Ponga to rock up and present the Blues with an opportunity. As the game went on, it became more and more apparent that it would not be, or that it would be more likely to hear an apartheid fan agree that Mandela was wrongfully imprisoned. <laughs> Whilst you Knights fans are at it. Add Dane Gagai to your shit list for one of many number of reasons. Just pick one. He's not hard to fault. Now on to the biggest grub, those cane toad fucks. Tino Fasua Maileawi. Who did you blow to stay on the field? I have never seen a player try harder to get sent to the bin. On the field for five minutes and tries to knock Burton's head off with such a blatant swinging arm, even Stevie Wonder saw it. But no. <laughs> Referee Klein used a formerly no-excuse defense, he fell into it, to justify Tino staying on the field. More on this later. What does Tino do with his chance? I'll tell you. He auditions for the latest South African reality TV show, How to Beat a Home Invader, and tries to finish the job on Burton by attempting to rip his head off while his teammate works the body. Despite his best efforts to decapitate Burton twice, Tino stayed on the field. Saving the best for last, Ashley Klein. What the actual fuck? I get that you tried to put the whistle in your pocket to let the game flow. But that is not the same as close your eyes and hope for the best. 
putting the whistle away is for those 50-50 calls, not the calls bordering on assault with intent to cause actual bodily harm. <laughs> if you miss the swinging arm, there are two big fucking screens you could have looked at in the time between the hit and the penalty to come up with the right call. Not to mention the other fuck knuckles in the bunker who failed to make the call on the binning too. He fell into it, was your decision. He fell into it? He fell into it? Fuck you. I hope you fall into it. A shit ton of death that has all kinds of loan sharks onto you. You know, the kinds that break legs. Not a single decision made by client raised bronze cheer from the crowd. And you cannot tell me that Queensland were that disciplined. The fuckers have only just mastered the complexities of breathing through their noses. You really expect me to believe that they weren't breaking the rules of the game? They stayed on side when rushing the Blues attack. They didn't work over the man on the ball longer than they should have. And you get the point. It is good to see Klein wasn't intimidated by the crowd. You stood up to their bullshit like he had less legs than Oscar Pistorius. This is Graham Gregor signing off from Joburg with the less legs report. <laughs> Brilliant, you, Graham. Graham. Brilliant. He, um, he, Plenty he, to he, unpack, he, brother. Yeah, I, I, I don't think he was happy. No, no, not at all. And I must admit, I, like, I, I don't know if it's because of the first game or not, uh, but I've tried not to blame Ashley Klein uh, this time around. But Tino, seriously, I don't know, the, there was a bloke who uh, wasn't he sent to the bin for a dangerous tackle when he slipped over and the player ran over the top of him and because yeah. of the contact, he's flipped upside down? Yeah. And and here he is saying that he fell into it. Yeah. That'll do no, that's me. A, I, when I heard, oh, I heard Klein say about, oh, you know, oh, no, he just fell into it. I'm like, are you fucking serious? How many Mate, players I'm... have said that to the referee when they're getting marched to the bin? Mate, honestly, dead set. But um, I don't think you know anyone scared? would have begrudged that decision. Like if he had a gone, not, to the not team, at all, mate. No one would have gone. Oh, come on, it's Origin. They would have been like, it, yeah, fair and call. it happens after three players are out cold and are yeah. already ruled out for the game. So, look, I must admit, I was kind of cheering because I thought, oh, if he has to go off, at least we can bring on our eighteenth man. Um, because yeah. it was a foul play, but yeah, that he ended up what? staying on. Yeah. And then Dane Gay guy's like, hey, I'll try and finish the job if you just give me a crack. <laughs> but honestly, like Oscar, not Oscar, sorry, uh, Graham was onto it. Gay guy, Ponga, right? Oh. These players are absolute nuffies for their club. And, and this is part of what I've been trying to come to uh, terms with this week, right? When they put that Queensland jersey on, they grow an extra leg. Like, as I said, look at what Ben Hunt does, right? Yeah. And it, it's frustrating. But I, I must admit, and look, th this is going to cause a bit of controversy. And good. I hope to see the uh, banner page blow up a little bit. Forgive me if I don't respond this weekend, though, because uh, I'm <laughs> fucked up. But <clears throat> hear me out for a second, Paulie. When Queensland were doing their little poem uh, leading into the game, you had legends like Billy Slater, Jonathan Thurston, Darren Lockyer, and I think even Cameron Smith made a, a, a like a cameo there, right? Minimum three immortals right there. 
And in their poem, it was all about they're doing it for the people of Queensland. They never mentioned doing it for themselves. It's all about doing it for the people of Queensland. When they walk out onto the field, there's a sign above the, the door that they walk out. Every Queenslander expects you to do your duty. Right? Mm. And, and this is kind of what made me happy about Joey's comment at the end of the game because... I genuinely now believe one of the big differences between our two teams is Queensland do do it for every single Queenslander, right? It means something to put their jersey on. They're not doing it to beat us. They're doing it to, like, make the Queensland people happy. Where I just, I genuinely felt over the last few years that I don't feel like the players do it so much for us. They do it for themselves. They do it for pride. There's no two ways. They do it for their own families, right? But I don't think they do it for the people of New South Wales. And to be fair, like, at the end of the day, we're Westies. We're cool as fuck. We're right into it, you know? We're the lovable people of New South Wales, where the vast majority of people who come from the city places are a bunch of cunts. And even as New South Welshmen, <laughs> we're happy to say that, right? But I think that is the difference. And there has been a slight question mark over just how much wearing that blue means to them as opposed to playing in a state of origin um, and the accolades that come from that. And that's mm. where Joey's comment really struck a chord with me in that it does that wearing that jersey did mean something to him, you know? But I honestly think, and this is what makes them strong. This is where why um, I'm happy to go on the record and say that the best sporting team in the world, when their back is against the wall, is the Queensland Maroons. You know what I mean? Each, yeah. Like, you look, two years ago, they beat us with the worst Queensland team ever named. 100%. This year, and... they beat us in a decider without their best player, and by far their best player, the player that has a hand in absolutely everything they do. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like the they are... A... With it, you got... Like, every, every origin... Queensland will do whatever they possibly can to create the narrative that they're the underdog. Yeah. Because they want to genuinely believe it because yep. that they know that gets the best out of them. Like In their eighth year of their dynasty, they were still trying to claim that they're the underdog. Yeah. But you've already won the last seven years. How are you ever going to be the underdog ever again? We have, we've only got four mortals in this side. Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> it, mate. But, you know, like, it's just, look, th this is the last of the Queensland appreciation. I'm a sports fan, and I genuinely can appreciate what they are as a team. But that is exactly what fuels my hate for them at the same time, right? Because I, I go for the team on the other side of the field from them. And, you know, I, it's not lost to me at all that you put Latrell and Turbo in there. The reason why that is such a strong thing is you can't focus to shut just one of them down. And all of a sudden, having them two completely opens the game up for people like Tedesco as well. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, so, like, I do look forward to that. But at the same time, they played a decider without Cameron Munster. You know what I mean? And yeah. so you can't take away from what they achieved there. And... Uh, well, too so like, As I said, mate, that is the play that won them the game. Well, I'm not not too sure. Yes, it is, 100%, actually. But the thing that gets me more is I feel that we got cattle dogged. 
Yeah. I, I, that yep. that fight, I think, I reckon 100% was like, we've got to put them off their game. Whatever you can do to put them off their game. Because then, yeah, all of a sudden it, it turned into like, we started to play some stupid footy after that because, you know, oh, yeah, we wanted the the big moment. We wanted the, you know, the, the one-on-one contact. And it's like, well, hang on, that that's not what got you to the dance. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it took us away from, you know, setting up to building momentum and then playing on the front foot. And it let Queensland just do whatever they wanted because... They were fine. I'm like, I wonder, you know, are we going to hear in, in years to come that, yeah, that was actually a Queensland ploy? Like, yeah, you know what? We need to pick a fight. Like, yeah, but you know it what was I the think... famous cattle dog, like I said, with Tommy. That it, looking back at it now, I'm like, was that was that the intention? Like, go out there, pick a fight, yeah. and then, you know, you throw us off. And, yeah, straight after that fight, we never looked like we were going to win that game. Nah, mate, nah. And and I do wholeheartedly actually agree with you that I do believe it was a cattle dog. But I genuinely think that the only reason it didn't turn into Perth was because that gave them the confidence to do that by scoring that try before halftime. Yeah. Right? They were out in their feet, mate. If we went in there and they didn't score, oh. I genuinely believe our confidence would have been through the roof and we would have just done a Perth on them again. But because they scored, they went in there going, right, we're that close, even though we've been... Because we outplayed them that whole first half. They weren't in the game. Yeah. As I said, people like Patrick Carrigan were walking. They were fucked. Well, like, yeah, right? to go go into the break, they would have been eight down. No. Well, so New South Wales had two-point lead. I can't remember if he kicked the goal or not. So either way, they would have no, been... I think it was 12-10 at half time. So, yeah, yeah, they would have been eight down, right? But that would have been just enough that they've just thrown everything at us and they're still more than a converted try away. All of a sudden, they're going into the half two down and it's like, yeah. right, boys, all we have to do is throw them off the game. If we went into half time eight up, when they went to throw us off our game, we would have just laughed at them and been like, look at the scoreboard. Yeah. Right, fight us as much as you like. Look up here, and we would have kept our composure. But because all of a sudden they're only two points behind, and they're doing that, we shit the bed. Right, mm. Crichton. Fuck me. I hope everybody remembers that it was on an earlier podcast. I said it should have been Crichton that was out with Whiten in. Right, oh, what he does, and then Talakot, and you're just like, really? And that's like, oh. It, that that's essentially where it all started to go shit is because you're right, they threw us off the game. Hmm. Um, we didn't back it up. What would have probably helped us is in that next hit up in the next, because they got the penalty, didn't they? And then, no, we got the penalty. No, we, we, we the got the penalty. And, and they then swamped everyone... us and then gave the ball back and it was like, right, now we get to dish it back. And it just, you know well, what they, it reeked they off? They played it smart. So like, we, uh, uh, from that penalty, we all went looking for Tino. Like yeah. Everyone in New South Wales went looking for Tino and were like, yep, we're going to go, we're going to go here, we're going to go there. But there was no one from Queensland lining up Tino or geeing Tino up to take a touch. No. 
So like they were like, yeah, no, they they want you. They're focused on you. We're not going to send the Just ball. Just stand to you. over there. Yeah. yeah. And it's you like, know what it reeked? Remember the bomb? Yeah. Where Hodges came running through, and New South Wales did fuck all, and then Ben Craig got all ballsy all of a sudden, and then lost them in the split second and ran backwards, never to wear a New South Wales jersey again. Yep. That's what it reeked when that that whole situation played out, where all you wanted was a, a like a Paulo or somebody just to floor one of their forwards and make them second guess whether or not they should have beat up our only player that you'd probably pick in the team. <laughs> I loved I love Ricky Stewart's comments. Should have played Whiten. I can guarantee you one thing: Dane Gay guy's not throwing them at Whiten. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it like I know he's a country boy and I know he's probably tough, but let's be honest, right? He's probably the only lad in New South Wales you were happy to throw him at. Right? Yeah. But it's disappointing that it just didn't feel like our forwards went. Well, you know what? You've thrown them at him, and we're now going to pile on the pressure and. Mm. See how but we go. You know what I would have loved from that, other than New South Wales actually running in there and doing something. I would have loved it if it was a clear try to Cherry Evans. Like they never went back and showed the replay. I think he might have knocked on anyway. But like if that had yeah. have been a Queensland try on the player and then they take it back and give the penalty, oh, yeah. that would have been good. But I would have know, loved that. Because I think, but as I you think said, that mate, could have then you know gone against them like they they could have got all shitty about it as well, like. Yeah. But you know there was no real focus on that, and I said, it but as just you said, from that point on, mate, we just were nowhere. We, we just got silly mistakes, couldn't get out of our own half. Um, and look, I think it's a bit harsh to point out that Cleary again went missing. I don't think he went missing. He just had nowhere to go. Mate, everybody who knows the game of rugby league knows that if you can't win the, the game of possession, there is not a halfback who's able to do anything. Well, like Joey will tell thing, you. Yeah, but the only thing that and this is where Ben Hunt was fuck he was good in terms yeah, of man. his kicking game. Like he was just like, Yeah, I know it's the third tackle. And he's probably one of the best halves in the game at doing it. Kicking the ball early to a corner. A How lot of the good other was halves, that third tackle one where it pinned us down? That was... Yeah. But, like, he does that for the Dragons as well. Yeah. And then, you like, you know, that's that's something that he does where there's a lot of players, they don't do it. They don't go the early kick for fear of, oh, what if uh, I turn over cheap ball? I reckon there were so many opportunities where New South Wales should have taken the opportunity at a 2040. Yeah, like, yeah. We, we're getting absolutely jammed. Like, just, just go, you know what? Give it a crack because we are. We are getting punished right now. If we yeah. can maybe bite this off, get the ball down the other end, they're not going to be expecting it. And it, it's just it's just that odd play that breaks the momentum of Queensland. Do you, know? you want to know and, when, when yeah. was a heartbreaking moment for us? When Queensland have the best 40-20 kicker in their team, and it wasn't even him who kicks the 40-20. That was essentially the backbreaker. Right? Like, Ben Hunt kicked the 40-20. And they've got Daly Cherry Evans standing there who averages, like, one a game. 
you know what I mean? Like phenomenal, isn't it? And 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 that's what I mean. I genuinely, I'm being honest when I say this. When I heard Munster out, my first thought was, "Fuck! I hope Cunt doesn't." Yeah, I called him a cunt. I hope Cunt <laughs> doesn't grow an extra leg here, uh, because he, I like forget Ponga. I genuinely am not a big fan of his. Yes, he stepped up, but I'm not a big fan of his. But it, like Hunt, I just was like, you know what? He will grow the extra leg. Well, like, twelve months, mate. The thing, yeah, you speak about growing an extra leg. Tom Dearden. Let's not forget, like, what was it, 18 months ago, if that? He was struggling to make a Bronco side. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look. And, and But this is... <coughs> this is one of the things that I mean by about what that Queensland jersey means to them and what they drill into their players, right? You name a Queensland debutant that had a shithouse debut. God, I wish and I, I will one. raise you Stephen Crichton. I will raise you Talakai. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when they put that jersey on, there's a different feel about them where our debuts, you're kind of like, fuck, this is either going to be rocks or diamonds. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm never 100 Liam Martin, a diamond of a debut. You know what yeah. I mean? Comes out and just smashes them and God but love yeah, that he, kid. But yeah, he's I a sort of like where you're like, he's an origin footballer. Exactly. But then you look at Stephen Crichton, Simbind in his debut. Well, By look, game three of his debut series, he's throwing the, he's throwing a pass that was similar to the one that kicked off Queensland's <laughs> eight-year run oh. when Darren Lockyer intercepted it and scored. So, Did you not have flashbacks then? Man, like, honestly, this is the thing that I get worried about about the younger generation. They don't remember that play and why you should never fucking do that again in an Origin game ever. Because is... that play is what kicked off their... Origin was dead leading into that. We'd won three series in a row, and if we won the fourth, everybody was claiming everybody north of the border wasn't bo- uh, bothered with Origin anymore. Then we... it Was it Hodgson? Throws that pass, yep. and Lockyer swoops and scores. They win that series, and that series won of their eight-year run. Yep. And yet here we are in 2022, and one of our players is doing the same dumb shit. And you're like, how did you not learn back then? Right? It's better yeah. to take the tackle. Give somebody like Burton or um, Cleary the chance to try and go for a 2040. Do not throw it like that ever again. And remember, <laughs> if you remember correctly, Justin Hodges might have even been his debut. So the, here you go. Here's the debut yeah, that he had was actually shit. Yeah. Didn't he do it twice and we fucking scored? And then didn't he get blacklisted from the Queensland team until there was literally no other centre in Australia you couldn't pick, uh, you could pick, that is better than Justin Hodges. Maybe we should give him a go again. I don't know if he got shitlisted from Queensland. He definitely got shitlisted from Broncos. Yeah. When he signed with Roosters and Bennett famously said, well, okay. I'm pretty sure you'll find it might have been, again, an early early game where we beat them because of that. Yeah, he, I remember he passed In fact, he might have been one of the ones going into that game Lockyer scored. Remember the likes of Steve Price, Shane Webkey, all of them players were told, if and Lockyer, if yeah. you don't can't win this series, that's the end of your origin yeah, career. Remember, that's what happened. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure Justin Hodges was one of them. But as I said, it got to a point where he was easily the best centre in the in the game and you couldn't not pick him. 
and he, he clearly made up for it because that's when he was part of the eight-year run as well. Yeah. But, uh, like, 12 months, mate. Feel... We've just got to suck it up for 12 months. Yeah, but it's like you got the the likes of these young guys, like, you know, Talakai and Crichton, that were playing all this catch-up football when we were up by two. And the reason they were playing catch-up football, because we lost the fight. Because we got rattled. 100%, mate. 100%. Right. And that's why, look, as I said, I don't disagree with you. I think it was some sort of a cattle dog play. Look, Queensland have never been a fan of the fact that we had the cattle dog. Right? Mm. And the fact, when we talk about cattle dog, they show pictures of Jamie Goddard. Right? Because didn't he knock out an immortal? <laughs> Dead set knocked out an immortal. Right? But uh, I still love but the story about Steve Menzies in that. Oh, do we have to fight? Oh, so I just told Steve Menzies just to get out of the way of the big boys who were going to throw him. <laughs> Smash him. God love him. God love him, mate. But, uh, yeah, uh, well, what can we say? That's that's pretty much it. We'll bury Origin As now. I said, mate, 12 months, we'll be back on this theme. We do love Origin, but 12 months where we have to listen to them. Fucking decide it better be, better be at ours. Oh, absolutely! They never will, mate. Look at look at look at how many people got out to Queensland for that, right? They God, love the decider being in Queensland. They, well, they got to have it's the opener, but... opener next year, and then decider in New South Wales. New guess South who will Wales. be there, brother? Well, every year I'm hoping. we're at I'm the hoping. Sydney game. <laughs> Hopefully, it is uh, a decider. Oh, you know, jeez, that, that could that could end that. Oh. I don't, I don't even know how I want to handle that one. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's twelve months time to worry about that, brother. Twelve yep. months time. Well, uh, but you got a bit of other NRL talk we can get on about. Yeah, it's one talk about Raiders down in Melbourne. That uh, you know, what Melbourne lost three in a row first time in fuck knows. Yeah. And then... having their wheels falling off, especially losing Pappenhausen in this particular game. Yeah, but... and wasn't that a sickening thing to watch? Oh. Like, Oh, I felt every bit in my knee yeah. watching it. Like, yeah. At first, I very similar to what, very similar to what Benny did to my uh, medial ligament when we went in for a tackle. There was about three of us. I think it was me, Dana, and uh, Benny went into a tackle. First tackle of the game, off the kickoff. We rung his bell. There's no two ways about that. But Benny's knee, straight knee on knee on mine. And that was the game where I was going off going, don't worry, boys, I'll be back. I wasn't coming back. That was fuck. <laughs> that hurt. Um, mate, you got a, you got a history of being taken out by your teammates. Mate, such is the story of Squibby when he tried to come back later on in life and his body was like, nah, mate, nah, you've done too much of this already. <laughs> let's, let's save you a couple of weeks between games. Uh, <laughs> no, I can laugh about it now, cunts, but it was shattering at the time. I loved playing footy with you boys. So, uh, um, But yeah, no, you're 100% right, mate. The Raiders, I think there's only, the Warriors are the only other team that have a, a good record in Melbourne. Yeah, did the a Raiders are now 4 and 0. Year, Sorry? I did a good job of shitting the bet on that one this year. Oh, yeah, no, 100%. 100%. But not the Raiders, mate. Or, no. as some would claim, are the faders. Um, yeah. I, I do feel, Seriously. though, that uh, this is typical Melbourne around origin. 
you know what I mean? Like, they just sort of like hit this lull where you, you get to the point where you start to write them off and then all, they just like, yeah, by the way, bang. I just... <sighs> I can't I remember the last time they lost three in a row, though, bro. And even no, this like, week, who are they playing this week? Three in a row. Uh, no idea, mate. Uh, whoever they got to play this week, I'm not a hundred percent sold. They're actually even going to win that one. They, they could be four and zero for the last four weeks off the back of this week. Uh, let me just do a quick check. Yeah. Um, South, so yeah, I, like, I'm not confident in who I've tipped in that one because uh, Latrell, fucking hell, wouldn't True. he been a good on Wednesday night? But um, yeah, it's phenomenal at that. But what have the Raiders got on them down there? That's what I don't get. Aside from taking out their best player. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, I don't know. It could just be one of those hoodoo things as well. Like, yeah. you know, you start you start to think, oh, no, this, is, this isn't a hoodoo, it's whatever, and then you get behind the eight ball and it creeps into your mind, like, shit, we haven't beat him here for a few years. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, just, oh, God, I hate playing hate playing Canberra down here where I think Melbourne are really good at putting all that shit aside and just playing the game, but, you know, it clearly didn't work for him this time. So, no, no. Uh Towed, but that's all right. Uh, it's, you can never write Melbourne off. Um, but they're oh, look, I'm hoping not, not traveling too good. I'd like to start getting some points for my coach. Thank you very much. Yeah, very good point. <laughs> very good. Um, one. actually, speaking of not writing people off, Turbo, hmm? you heard the, the latest on him? Oh, I, I have. He's doing the downplay. He's looking to return for uh, at least the finals and then wants to play a uh, tour with Australia and do the World Cup as well. Um, look, <coughs> the, the interesting thing about this is I don't think we're guaranteed finals. No. Uh, so we did talk about uh, talking about the run home. And look, of the teams that are battling out for the, the seven and eight spot, um, the Raiders and Manly both... Uh, have the slightly better draw to come home. Now, I'm not willing to ever say they have the easier draw, uh, strictly because Parramatta, for instance, have a draw that's riddled with top four and top eight teams, right? Yeah, I just saw that. Parramatta, for instance, can play against them. If they had a draw full of the bottom eight teams, you'd be like, well, Parramatta's dropping out of the top eight because they can't (laughs) beat them, right? So... Um, yeah, there's a few games there that they've got to win, and I think one of their bigger challenges will be this week against the Dragons. Um, but the Raiders... And you guys uh, have, have been a, fucked a, with COVID. Yeah, man, yeah. We lost Jakey Boy and uh, Andrew Davey uh, and from now, this week. Um, Croker. Oh, fuck. All right, yeah. So, right, so we're already behind the eight ball. Just bear with me while I quickly go into my tipping and flick it over to the Dragons. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, like the Raiders, the problem that they have with their better draw uh, is it's the lower teams that they seem to get in front of and then clock off for the last 20 minutes and, and give up the loss. So um, I wouldn't be confident if I was them. Um, but yeah, no, nah, Turbo, I mean, look, if we do make the finals, it'll be a great injection. I hope I didn't gut him. 
And if I did, can you quickly turn the cutting and signing back on so I can quickly pick him back up <laughs> well, again? Well, cutting, so, cutting is turned off on Friday. So. Okay, cool. Well, sweet. So I'll quickly go back in there and see if he's uh, still available. And if he's not, I'll cut somebody because my team's shit this year. <laughs> um, and pick him up. So, But look, um, I think traditionally he starts back slow, slower. Oh, uh, he didn't the last only thing year. is, well, not nah, true. Uh, I think the only difference is they haven't spent the year focusing on how you shut down Turbo. Uh, and, and to be honest, Manly are showing that um, they're learning to play without him. Mm. And I just hope that they wouldn't revert back to, oh, Turbo's back on the field. Let's just give him the ball all the time and see what happens. You know what I mean? So, but look, I probably I'd, would I'd, happen. Yeah, and that's that's probably the fear for us, is yeah. if Turbo comes back, can we still play the way we're playing now and then just boost it by incorporating him? But to be fair, I think that's kind of what happened last year. You know what I mean? We were playing that level of football and then uh, he came back and we were just able to boost it. So Yeah, you got that, that one win just before he came back. was enough yeah. to sort of spark, spark a little bit of confidence and then... Just ran with it. Um, yeah, where I, I genuinely feel like this year, and uh, look, the Beavers are probably uh, guilty of this as well. Uh, when he came back and started the year, then because he was starting, everybody just assumed he was going to do the same as he did last year, and teams were solely focused on shutting down Turbo. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, it, it will be interesting. It's been a shame. Like it, We've talked about it just with the origin. You know, to go an Origin series without both uh, Turbo and Latrell Mitchell um, is huge. Like they're they're easily two of the best players in the competition at the best of times. Yeah, uh, and they both wear the sky blue, so uh, it'll be good to get them back. But fuck, I wish it happened six weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no more talk about Origin, mate. It gets depressing, all right? I know, I know. It's even more depressing when the players are coming back just after fucking Orange. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But uh, we we mentioned a bit of coaching, and there's a bit of a coaching merry-go-round going on at the moment, and it's not so much a merry-go-round as opposed to uh, two of the shittest teams in the competition in the West Tigers and the Canterbury Bulldogs look to have solidified what their coaching for the future is going to be. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so, well, I, I do, I do like the idea of the Tigers thing. The um, Tim Sheen's stepping in, and then Benji taking over. Yeah. But, uh, I can't remember if we spoke about it on here or not about some of the problems that sort of came out. I think stemmed from Benji and Robbie's attitude, in particular, around coaching staff. And undermining yeah. them when they when they were playing, um, yeah, yeah. I think that you know now that they're actually involved in the coaching staff, I wonder I wonder how that'll go about. You know, will they cop the same sort of shit that they gave coaches, or would they try and stamp it out? Would they? Uh, I don't know. I think we have. About it? I think we have to acknowledge that uh, the majority of people believe it was more Farrow than it was Benji. Um to be fair, but no, they both had a hand in it. And, and you're exactly right. I actually like the fact that he's kind of... Oh, and I love the fact even more that it's going to be the bloke that he shafted. 
that's kind of going to get him ready for his opportunity. Yeah, well, I think it's uh, it's an awesome fairy tale. Um, yeah. In terms of, you know, like the 05 combination. Yeah. Come back together. And if it works, like, jeez, how good's that? But, like, it just sort of goes on more about that whole, the Tim Sheens flavour, you know what I mean? Where yeah. you have a look. So, Tim Sheens with Canberra had Wayne Bennett under his under his wing. Wayne yeah. Bennett goes on to be the greatest coach, you know, on paper. Yeah. Uh, and let's not forget that Craig Bellamy was there too. Craig Bellamy, Ricky Stewart, Laurie Daly. Oh, uh, look, let's just um, stick to Wayne Bennett and Craig Bellamy because... No, uh, <laughs> no, but I mean, like, all, no, all these, all these co- like guys that have been coached by Tim Sheens that then, or been involved with Tim, Je- Tim Sheens, either coaching staff or um, yeah. players... And then going on. And I remember, like, there was this thing about Tim Sheens was one of the first coaches to give players, say, homework. Where it was like, no, yeah. you're going to go home and you're going to study this player in particular. And then you're going to report all the all the weaknesses that you find and how you'd pick apart his game or whatever. So he used to get the players to go back and do it. And he was real heavy on um, Benji and Robbie to do stuff like that. Um, Oh, yeah. And then before Benji left to go to Union, uh, like, again, I don't know how true it is or if it was just a bit of, you know, media beat up, that um, Benji got trained up. He was actually a qualified defensive coach. Oh, okay. There you go. part Part of his training with Sheens was you need to learn to pick apart defenses and the way you need you know the way for you to learn that is to be able to teach it so it's like if you if you know how to you know put a or what sort of defense to put forward to shut this play down well then you should know or recognize that no so like I want you to be able to recognize what the defense is doing so you know okay they're doing this, they're going to be weak in this way, and I'll go around, I'll do this, I'll chip, I'll whatever. But just the yeah, whole yeah. idea of, you know, him being being quicker on his feet in terms of identifying and then acting on it. So, like, oh, I do I do think that, um, that there is a lot of merit in the idea, whether or not it works. Well, you've gone back to the well on something that apparently didn't work anymore, but... Oh, but that's typical West Tigers for you, isn't it? Yeah. Now they've got a centre of excellence, so who knows? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, the other coaching news um, that you seemed a little surprised about was uh, apparently it's in the bag. Uh, Apparently it's accelerated over the last 24 hours uh, that Cameron Serrado is likely to land at the uh, Bulldogs. Um and coach there. And I mean, oh, I must admit again, he, he will have a great mentor in um, Phil Gould uh, and the Bulldogs and probably a far more superior um, <laughs> lineup and, and squad than what the West Tigers have. So, How about Bulldogs going and poaching another Penrith assistant coach? Mate, look, look at him and go. Have, hey? have you heard the first that Barrett, one worked out? Yeah, Barrett Sorry? tried to get back into Panthers. Oh, did he? He's been shut down, apparently. 
As you would, mate. He, he if, hasn't had the best of stints with Manly and Bulldogs. As, as if his NRL coaching career is, isn't done. Surely. Oh, look, I, I think eventually. Like, he's got a bit of work to do, and maybe you can understand why the Panthers uh, aren't willing to. Like, a, like, let's be honest, they have a very solid uh, base already. So maybe he has got to look somewhere else. Um you know, but lesser coaches have been picked up by bigger teams in the assistant ranks. So, and my understanding was Barrett was a big part of the the um, attack uh, that Penrith produced to win their their maiden premiership as well. So, um, but yeah, look, he'll probably come back to the uh, NRL at some stage. I reckon Super League at minimum. Yeah, I think he'll probably pick up a gig at, at Super League, but yeah. I just think that. If you have had two clubs fall in the shitter around you, yeah, and you know you have a look, the the next coach to come in actually gets a massive improvement from the players. Surely that's got to make clubs a bit weary of him. Well, I must admit, it's ironic that I say that he was the attacking coach um, for the Panthers, uh, considering I did see a stat. Uh, in the last few days, apparently, about how the Bulldogs have improved uh, hundreds of percentage <laughs> in terms of attack uh, since Mick Potter's got there. But look, at the end of the day, I don't think Mick Potter's a bad thing. I used to love him as a player when he was at the uh, Dragons and the fullback there. Um, oh, I think he has plenty to give. Um, hopefully, it's not the end of him. Uh, yeah, well, you have a look how there. long he how long he stayed out in the in the wilderness before picking up another gig, maybe yeah. that'll happen for Barrett. But I just think that it's happened twice the same way. Like oh, he, he needs to get, get out of the up. NRL for a little bit. Yeah. Like where, where'd he serve his apprenticeship? Oh, I can't remember. Where was it? No, that's what I'm saying. Like he hasn't. Nah. He yeah. Went, he, you know, did, assistant yeah. coach. Short time as an assistant coach, straight into head coach. Like, because mm-hmm. you know, so he's very young still, too, isn't he? Like, he's I think probably what I think ten should... years retired. Uh, I don't know. I th- he's probably retired a bit longer than that, but you know, just because yeah. he's good-looking dude. I just think that, that's oh, all. Yeah, every so young <laughs> picks up the female uh, female supporters, so that's pretty that, good. That's mate. why they put him in the coach's box. Let's bring more chicks to the game. Let's get Barrett. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, mate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, mate, I think that's pretty much pretty much it for the NRL wrap. We've only got the Dominado Cup wrap and not much to talk about there other than Preckle Phoenix first seemed to break uh, the positive 300 in differential. <laughs> Let's all appreciate that for a little bit. Thank you very much. Yeah, um, no, take off. Thing going to struggle this week. Fucking Parramatta getting flogged. I need them to kick goals. And Sevo's already got a double. Fucking Cecil's got Sevo, hasn't he? Um, but yeah, Farabarras get flogged by Tiger Power. Pretty happy with that result. And big and Sevo. Now, if you had have named Elliot as your captain, like you have for a good chunk of the year, would you have beaten Muffin Stuffers? <sighs> Well, to be fair, let me just quickly see. Adam Elliott, Cat A. Adam Elliott, Cat B. 
Adam Elliott, four point uh, people's player. So let's double that. Let's add four, 29, four, 33, three, 36. No, I would have gone down by one still. Ah, going to say that would have been uh, nice if that bit cold in the ass too, because didn't he convince you to go Kafusi? He did, and Kafusi got me. Oh, look at that. Nothing in the attacking. Oh, I got a cat C in defensive, and he got yeah, yeah nothing in the people's player. Uh, so that's the last bit of advice I take from Cole in order to try and help him. Um, and as it turns out, it didn't because he's still ninth and Muffin Stuffers are now eight. So well, not thanks still for the not. advice, Carl. It actually dropped, oh, him mind out. You, dropped him out of the eight. Yeah, I haven't even looked at my team this week and I'm playing Farabaris. So <laughs> I can already see a couple of red crosses in the yellow. So <laughs> there you go. Okay. But look, I tend to agree with you, mate. I don't think there's much to say there. Look, it's flowing along. Um, Fucking crazy horses, though. Seriously. Mate, in all honesty, I mean, Cecil uh, did a good job on Benji Brilliance, to be fair. Yes. Um, But you know what? Cabbage drew with crazy horses. The fuck? Once again, no wonder Cabbage was a bit uh, noisy during the week in the Beaner page. That's actually uh, just opening the game up. Holy shit, Cabbage's team was really good there. <laughs> Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Paul Vaughan. So, scores a try. Yeah. And look, looking at the ladder, um, he's still sitting in seven. He's not home yet because even um, Lord Farquhar uh, is on 14. So, look, the next few weeks are going to be interesting in what happens in that bottom half of the uh, ladder. Uh, I think the top half is locked in. Um, there's you, a bit of a battle going on for the top four. Do you think you can still make the eight? Uh, look, in all honesty, nah, bro. Nah, because <laughs> nah. every time I go to look at my team, like even when I'm trying to replace a red cross, it's nearly better to play the injured player than it is the player I've got to replace them with. So, um, look, I'm, I'm willing to chalk 2022 wasn't the season the Beavers wanted. Uh, I shied a little bit away from my plan from 2021 where I uh, picked up a good forward pack. Um, and I think that's highlighted by drafting bloody uh, Josh Maguire. Um, <laughs> it's further highlighted by drafting Charlie Staines, who is currently in strong talks to join West Tigers. Um, and it's clearly highlighted by the fact that Tom Trevojevic is my loyal and did his shoulder and has been out for a fair chunk of the season so look it, it hasn't been my uh best best season um but unlike many of you other fuckers who haven't won it yet uh hey, at the end of the day hey, settle down champion at the end of the day there is a formula somewhere in the house that i've got to just find again to make sure i can do it again um you know so <laughs> Look, yeah, I'm I'm happy to say I'm going on Mad Monday this weekend. I'm, I'm <laughs> genuinely going to live it up, and uh, you've turned all the trades off and everything. Oh, so it's not like Jesus! Dish out any of my good players. Um, I just saw the shot on Clint Gutherson. Sorry. Oh, I missed that. I just saw the back end when they were lying all over him. Uh, so yeah, no. Look, I'm willing to write out that I'm not making it. Um, so at the end of the day, I'm just going to celebrate while the trophy is in my uh, in my cabinet until I've eventually got to hand it over. And 
take a bit of fun in trying to pick who it is I'm going to hand it over. Uh, Hopefully it's the top five. Two of the top five haven't won it before. The other three are stalwarts in uh, winning it. So, uh, look, maybe aside from the Gronks, I I don't think it's going to be won by anybody out of the top five, which is a surprise because Tiger Power is fifth. Um, and haven't they had a climb up they the have. mountain? But, like, you um, have, a look, have a look at their... Like they're for and against. So that it's just their defence is what's keeping them in the games. They they can defend, and look, you know, and sometimes it's all it takes. Yeah. Sometimes you can score all the points in the world that you want, but if you can't defend them, um, I'm trying to look and see if there's anybody that I'm kind of talking about. Maybe Cabbage, uh, with his 620 points, uh, but when you're giving up 587. On the other side of the field, you, you just you're going to struggle. Muffin stuffers are in the top eight with a minus 109. <laughs> so this you is what I mean by I think uh, the two highest scores this year have actually they haven't been scored against the buy. They've been scored against muffin stuffers. <laughs> so Cecil, that's pretty funny. Cecil set the highest score yeah. when he played muffin stuffers, and then. A couple of weeks later, I played Muffin Stuffers and beat the highest score. Oh, well, I was going to say, Cecil, look into if we still have the rule that you get few, your, your entry fee back for having the highest score. But it doesn't matter. Don't bother looking into it because it'll be poorly anyway. Um, <laughs> but look, yeah, it's um, the, the only thing that I will say, as much as I am saying uh, shit about, like, I think it'll only be the top five that can possibly win it. At the end of the day, come finals time, if you're in the game, right, it, it is phenomenal how many times we've played and a team that hasn't done well through the season but made the top eight has found its way deep into the finals because it just rolls a couple of weeks where random players start scoring tries and picking up uh, defensive and attacking forwards. So, um, it's it's going to be fun to watch. Look, there's not much for me to cheer for, so it'll be fun to watch. So that's why I'm going to take the piss when I'm on here and give you cunts a plenty of shit uh, as the results come out. And quite frankly, it doesn't matter what you say back to me because it's me who's handing the trophy to somebody this year, <laughs> unlike any of you other fuckers. So unless you're the one receiving the trophy, there's not a lot of shit you can give me. Yep. Except for I'm coming last. <laughs> I'm looking proper. Coming last. Proper terrible. Proper terrible. But hey, spoon, Souths mate. get the wooden spoon, not the beavers. No, mate. You get it by default. <laughs> nah, it's not my fault the prick didn't turn up to draft night. All <laughs> right. So yes, I will be making a wooden spoon. And yes, I will be sending it to work with you, Cole. Uh, so you can give it to your mate Beans. You didn't even bother rocking up to draft night, yet somehow still won the wooden spoon. Well, I've still got the wooden spoon here from uh, that Kev never picked up. Ah, right, right. So, well, no, he still he still deserves that. He won one, so. Well, look, I'll tell you what. Another one. I'll on draft night. I'll have to make sure that uh, I bring the spoon, and then yeah. he can hold it. Write on it, Stuart's name. Then Stuart can hold it. <laughs> and then uh, pass it on to you. No, 
send it with gold beans. <laughs> oh, we just talked about this, mate. How bad's your memory? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. Well, how about we have a look at this old bandit page and see if there's anything that we can have a fucking laugh at. Yeah, well, uh, so what, are you saying it's time for go away, bitch? Go away, bitch. That's exactly what I'm saying, brother. That's exactly what I'm saying. Well, uh, um, trying to jump in and have a look. There was, I, I did uh, think this was a little bit of a go away, bitch. Stem back to the release of the last podcast. All of a sudden, uh, Cecil finds his voice and throws it, throws it straight back at us. I'm sure he puts. I got to find where I sent the last podcast. Because uh, uh, oh, yeah, here we go. So I put it. I put up the podcast, and Cecil replies. This is still a thing? Fuck. You're dropped off more than Cabbage's finals run. And then he had to correct himself. You. Sort of takes away from the burn, but uh, good job, mate. I'd say that's a uh, go away, bitch. Go away, yeah. bitch. Um. <laughs> oh, we found something after that. Oh, I enjoy going back and reading these. No, the crickets that are uh, playing, <laughs> which I thought was brilliant anyway. Because I did think, fuck you, Cecil. I know we gave you a clip in the last uh, show um, along the way, but, mate, don't act like you don't enjoy listening to us and trying to catch us here. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, then you got the crickets, and I do love his post of the little uh, leprechaun chasing <laughs> a bloke up the, <laughs> or chasing a chick up the WWE. Um, yeah, was one, that but, uh, Hornswoggle, was it? Yeah, really? Hornswoggle. Yeah. And to be fair, he's chasing a chick up there, so it's actually funny because it's not like he's chasing a bloke. <laughs> uh, and then there was a bit of bit of talk around the whole uh, cricket and Steve Smith clearly just tunned up at the time. Um, one more than <laughs> Coley. Yeah. Yeah, I like this one. Uh, Bum Nuts, a.k.a. Frankie. <laughs> Cole will kill you if he hears you talking bad about Coley. Go away, bitch. <laughs> oh, that's dead set. Brilliant. Yeah, like, we talk about it. I'm like, I don't remember the last time Cole actually went on a rant either, by the way. Cole, lift your game. We want to see these rants from you where you, you pick someone out and just just go to town, mate. Come on. Maybe a little bit like, excuse me, Mr. Mrs. Non-Binary It. It was a group decision. <laughs> Paul just happened to not be a part of that group. Kind of like yourself. Go away, bitch. <laughs> oh, that's it. Then you've come back and talked some shit about the trades and whatnot. Um, Oh, and then we got into the post about how Latrell fucked a couple of multis there, uh, including yeah. the Punters Club $1,400 multi because he didn't score. Um, and then Cunt got into the, I'm, I am only letting you know this, Ryan, because this is only a part-time thing for you. 
When a player gets him being too... Oh, okay, I get it a little bit now because Ryan's always banging on about how us dead shits, like, this is our whole life and how he's yeah, alive yeah. and shit. That's right. Yeah, now I get it. Right. Uh, from your team, and I'm only pointing this out because you cannot count Stuart, but with two sim binnings of Tariq Sims, that means four points is deducted from Ryan's team score. <laughs> oh, look, I'm going to I'm gonna laugh at it now. When you listen to the podcast, you're going to understand that. Uh, the angry elf response was probably better than my what the fuck one uh, with Tom DeLong. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think you just looked at, uh, you looked at his thing, it's, it's lengthy and just what? What the fuck? Yeah. What? Oh no! At the time, I was probably drunk and didn't understand what was going on with it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> what was that? Um, but well done, Ryan. Well done. Go away, bitch. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. And then I do love the after a weekend away together, Sue jumped at the opportunity to listen to you guys on the way home rather than just spend another car ride with just me. And actually, to continue the romance, I had to wear my Stewie mask. <laughs> I love Stewie. That's where Tom DeLong came perfectly, I think, after. Your one was good, but the, the Tom DeLong perfect. Go away, bitch. That's where the fuck I'm nervous. At 8.03, when it kicked off at 8.50. How about the delay in State of Origin? I'll just kick it off oh. the time you tell us you're going to kick it off. Jesus Christ. Uh, and then there was plenty. Oh, hold on. Plenty of shit during the game. Yep. And then, fuck, trying to catch Burton's bombs, it's like trying to catch Stewie's passes. <laughs> Go away, bitch. <laughs> you got to play Go Away, bitch, at that one. That was pretty Oh, 100%. <laughs> oh. That, that, that was good. Oh, dead set. Um, I, I do like the fact oh, that uh, they're all. I don't know if they're still on the same job site, but now it just adds a little bit more um, back and forth. And you know, Ryan might take Stewie's side, or Stewie might jump on Ryan's side. They give it to Cole. Yeah, yeah Ryan, Ryan doesn't complain. Maybe you're the problem. Um. But I'm sure he put something in there about what they're like on the roof together. Oh, yeah, the next one down. Not talk about throwing roof tiles. Uh, yeah, no, it's just compassed. Not much. But there's a laugh here. I don't remember him getting stretched off squid. What was that to? Ah, yeah. oh, that's because I was saying that um, Murray has to stop taking a leaf out of my book. And then Cole's like, I don't remember him getting stretched. I got stretched off because of Paul can't. Right? <laughs> if, if he didn't swing around, he wouldn't have collected my knee, and then things would be happy. Now I can't walk upstairs. I hope you're happy with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. Oh, dead set. Nah, that's all right. That was the that was that time, the time that Benny took my knee out. Fucking, yeah. I walked off that one. Um, and then like Cunt does chime in with, and I'm sorry, we're using Cunt because that's his name, Ernest. <laughs> Ernest, looking forward to see the banter from Cabbage when he realises he won a game against Prickled Venus with uh, Cabbage chiming in, Master Stroke naming Hunter's captain with your follow-up, 
you were all about a master uh, about master stroking, aren't you? Um, go away, bitch. No, we got the, the old... I like that. All right, I'm pausing and I'm putting in a go away, bitch, on that. Okay, sorry. You're all about master stroking, aren't you? Go away, bitch. Okay, cool. Uh, party at the patch. Yeah, I suck off bikes. <laughs> go away, bitch. And shit in pot plants. Fuck, you're a loose cunt, fucky. <laughs> it's not even a go away, bitch, but I was just like... That, that, that was just, I just did not see... Did not see that coming at all. I think that's why I put it in there. You and, did. Holy uh, shit, did not anticipate that. But I must admit, Ernest finally threw a funny one in there. Is that why Cole likes you so much? <laughs> Go away, bitch. <laughs> With Cole's response, yes. <laughs> oh, if I didn't drink so much, I'd actually remember these during the week as opposed to having to look at my phone while we're in the show. Yeah. Um, oh, and that, that's where Stewie chimes in with fuck your team is shit. Can't wait, Can't to... wait for the next re-roof, Stewie. I'll be throwing you off. Go away, I, bitch. I did, I did like it. It's, it's simple, but I liked it. Yeah, and then into the no worries. Might forget to uh, tighten up a few handrails. Go away, bitch. Good show. And then, oh look, I'm going to be clear. I'm not going to really talk about the next bunch of shit that was in there. Um, yeah. Because that was a pretty fucked video. Um, I must admit, I'd seen it oh, two, uh, maybe two weeks or last week. Um, and yeah, I, uh, yeah. I don't ever want to talk about it. Let's let's say that. Uh, Stewie, finally son, someone standing up for your kind because redheads have been given a free cinema ticket uh, to escape the heat wave in England. Go away, bitch. Um, not the best two responses. Pay rise would be better. Yeah, but you know. And then you and Ernest talking about the, the oh, yeah, trade and cut deadline. So, like, it, uh, look, it, very good. On, on that, like, I, he did ask me before, like, when he, is it getting turned off again or whatnot? I was like, yeah, yeah, man, it's only meant to be on for the week. And then I just completely forgot. Two weeks ago. My bad. That's all right, mate. That's all no right. No one's complained. No. I've told everyone. So there we go. There you go, mate. Absolutely. So, well, uh, but no, good. I'm going to say it to this. Yeah. Guys, lift, lift your game. Get some more go away bitches out there, all right? Just, we shouldn't have oh, to struggle look. to find them as much as this. Mate, I feel like the banner page blew up more when this was a regular thing, uh, despite uh, Cecil's uh, criticism of the regularity of the old show. Uh, but we are through um, Origin now, so it is likely that we'll just do it each Thursday night while we watch the footy. Um, but yeah, no, I do agree. Like, it has gone quiet the last few weeks. Uh, so let's keep giving them. Like I hope it'll blow up a bit with what each of our missuses leave us to do when we've got a day off uh, yes. from our first chat. But yeah, let, let's pick up the band again. We're going into finals time. Let's not go, so, go soft on each other. As I said, I've already accepted I'm not making the final. So if I don't cop shit this week through the banter page, oh, you fucking gave up, you pussy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I'll be disappointed, quite frankly. Um, okay. Fucking... <laughs> because... Let's be fair. I've, I've, I'm out for 2022. I must admit, I was probably out after round three. Um, but I've been trying uh, to tell you that all year, mate. Yeah, I've officially made it official uh, <laughs> that since Charlie Staines has left, there's just no hope for the Beavens. Um, and so, much like the uh, 
wannabe Tommy race. Uh, the Biggins Beavers are done. Packed it up. Throw it in the river. Uh, let's come back for 2023 and see what the Beavers can do about going maybe uh, two and three. Yeah, I can cop two, two and three. So let's run with that. Oh. <laughs> but yes, pick up the banner, boys. It's finals time. Give each other shit. Because even though I'm not playing, you can guarantee I'm going to throw plenty of shade. Well, that's that's when it's safest to do it, isn't it? Oh, 100%. Like, what can you say to me? I've already given up. Well, nothing said, nothing to lose. Mad Monday. I'm on the bus to the Hunter tomorrow at 10 a.m., mate. And that's Mad Monday starting for the Beavers. So... Uh, yeah, <laughs> nothing he can really give me, as I said, uh, until I have to hand that trophy over to somebody who has all the right in the world to give me shit. Uh, fire away, boys. It's not going to hurt me, so let's go. <laughs> all right, well, uh, mate, how about we just close the show out? Another great show, mate. Another great yes. chat. I've enjoyed it. Thank you. Good fun. All right, well, uh, absolutely. Bye, fan sports. Bye, sports fans. Pew, pew, pew. See ya. Don't be a cunt.